And live from the nation's capital with Denton Day, Nick Ashew. We're on Twitch, YouTube, the Odyssey app. Scoot Henderson out here now. Victor Weminyama, Brandon Miller later. This is why Summer League... Awesome! Thank God. Honestly, Love thank it. God we get these guys on a Friday. Yep. You know, we had some some bare bones action yesterday. Oh, no, Chet, Chet Holmgren did play on Wednesday. Didn't play yesterday, but they are blessing us on a Friday. I really do wish we got more props, though. There's not a lot of player props for any of these summer league games. You could at least give some of the stars. You know, or at least some of the, like, Shaden Sharps out there for Portland. I'd love, like, a points prop with him. But, you know, as it goes on, hopefully some will be added. That does happen sometimes because then the books are like, okay, we've seen a couple of games. Now we have a number to kind of set it with. There's just not a lot to go off of, so I get it. But you know what? They get plenty of money. They've got, they got plenty. They give got give us an opportunity good. here. Yeah, give, give, give us something. <laughs> I, I feel like in a couple of years – they'll really start to lean into that. Like, I don't know who the next guy is going to be. I've been told the next year's draft class, iffy. But maybe mm-hmm. the year after, if there is some major superstar that grasps the heart of yeah. America that we want to uh, wager money on, I feel like they'll give us props in I a I notice some sarcasm when you say that. A little bit. It's just okay, you know. A little bit. <laughs> so we were talking a little bit about that, uh, the quarterback tiers that Will Brinson put out. And, you know, I think tiers is the way to go when people every look every summer people do this and I'm cool with it. The rankings are there specifically for people to yell at you. I feel like when somebody does tiers, right? Like these guys are grouped here, these guys are grouped here. It's meant to be more of like this is actually how I feel versus let me all see you just yell in your in my mentions. Right. Let me just make people mad by ranking somebody above somebody else. It's it just it it makes more sense, but what really stood out to me is the category, the Tier 3 category, intrigue with question marks. Like, intrigue with question marks is just such a great way to encompass every one of these players. It was Aaron Rodgers, Matt Stafford, it was Tua, uh, Fields, Jones, Watson, and Wilson, okay? Every one of them has legit questions. But one that really has not been talked about enough is Matt Stafford and the Rams. Right. This is a team that won the Super Bowl two years ago. Now, I know it's not the same roster, and that defense is incredibly concerning, even with Aaron Donald, especially because you'd sit there and go, well, how much does he want to play football now? He's almost retired like three times, it feels like. But if Matt Stafford is healthy and Cooper Cup is back out there again doing Cooper Cup things, this is a team in the NFC that can very much win a playoff game. I'm not I don't think that's crazy. Remember, they won five games last year because they also sat even healthy players at the end of the year. Right. They just gave up on the season just to get a better draft pick. Even though they didn't have well, a first yeah, round pick, so it didn't like, even matter. Giving up at that point. It was, was like other pick. picks later in the draft were still going to be a little bit higher, but they weren't going to get a first round pick. But this is a team that's just not as bad as what their record was last year. Now I don't think they're winning the Super Bowl. I don't think they're winning the NFC. But I do look at the Rams and say, let's just not forget that they did win a Super Bowl two seasons ago. The the biggest question mark with Matthew Stafford is come week eight, will his arm still be attached to his body? And that again, health is that's part of the injury, just like with Tua. If the answer is yes, he's the second best quarterback in the conference behind. Right. Jalen Hurts. You know, we've, we've been spending all this time this offseason arguing about that. Who is second after Jalen Hurts? We know Jalen's one, and then you've had people say it's Jared Goff, and then there are some people that say it's Kirk Cousins, and then there's Dak Prescott in there, when in reality, if Matt Stafford is healthy, the answer is him. He is, he is the second-best quarterback, which really makes the NFC West way more intriguing. I'm a Brock Purdy guy. I've told mm-hmm. you on several occasions. You and I both. So I like San Francisco. 
I don't mind Geno Smith. I'm kind of indifferent on how I feel about him right now just because I want to see more. But if you have those three quarterbacks competing for what is likely going to be two postseason spots, that's going to end up being a really fun division. The Rams to make the playoffs is plus 300. That's that's good value for a guy in Sean McVay that I trust a lot. And that's why. And Matt Stafford, that if healthy, you're essentially jumping the gun because if Matt Stafford is through four weeks of the season and he looks like the Matt Stafford that won the Super Bowl, those odds are, what, plus 150? I'd even argue you might start seeing like minus 110s there. Some minus 110s. Just because the NFC is what it is. So, I mean, you got to jump on that now. If you are confident that Matthew Stafford is going to be healthy, now is the time to jump on that number because it's not going to get... It's not going to be more favorable for you as a better while also still being realistic. Now... Here's their schedule, though, to start the year. At Seahawks, home to the 49ers, at the Bengals, then at the Colts, then Eagles, then Cardinals. That's what starts you all the way through mid-October. But you could realistically be 4-2 there. It'll be tough. You'd have to... You Where would you put the be... four wins? Colts, Cardinals, Seahawks, and... And then you'd have to beat somebody... You'd, You'd have, have to, to beat 49ers or Bengals. Or Eagles. Or Eagles. Like one of those, like would, an upset, You'd have to steal a win. Yeah. Right. But if you if you think you are good enough, and theoretically, with Matt Stafford healthy and Cooper Cup, who at one point was dubbed as the best wide receiver in football, you should be able to, to steal one of them if you are really a team that's going to be a playoff contender. It's... It, I wouldn't feel this way if, if they were in the AFC. No. no I no, mean, no. not not at all. But because of the fact that you sit here and look at the NFC and how wide open it is, I mean, Matt Stafford is the key to all that. We know that. This is what it comes down to. It's it's like we our question marks with the 49ers for years have been about quarterback, and they've just cycled through them. I mean, you talk about Washington. If Sam Howell looks just good, if, if Sam Howell looks like Kenny Pickett, that's enough to get Washington into the playoffs in the NFC. If he is just average, if he doesn't turn the ball over every possession – and can adequately throw more than 10 yards down the field with accuracy, he'll be good. Because the the commanders did not have that last year. They had multiple attempts with multiple quarterbacks, and none of them were able to do it. Taylor Heineke had this weird pixie dust, but Taylor Heineke, if you actually watch the games, the offense was not moving the ball until he decided to... uh, You've seen the meme. When you're playing some Madden and you you lean forward a little bit. Until Taylor Haneke leaned forward in the fourth quarter, that offense wasn't moving. So all you have to do is move the offense in like the second quarter, and there's a good chance that Washington's going to be around 500. And that's that's enough. That might be enough to get you to the play. I mean, you can't. Well, you can't, they technically finished five hundred last year. They're eight, eight, and one. I hate that, by the way. That teams can't finish five hundred right now unless you tie. We know they're going to eighteen games, right? But I just don't like an uneven number you know on who, the schedule. You know who loved that? Who? Ron Rivera wasn't right. a losing record. Wasn't right. a losing record. Ron Rivera was fiending for that winning record. The same guy that didn't even know they got eliminated from the playoffs. That's why, because I don't know nationally how many people were aware of this. He wasn't planning on starting Sam Howell. No. He was going to start Taylor Heineke and then play Sam Howell in the second half until Taylor Heineke had this uh, smart revelation, but almost like a little too Rudy-ish, where he's like, no, coach, put the young guy in. He's a dog. It's about him. He's working in practice. And also, I'm about to be a free agent, and I'd really not like to hurt myself on this meaningless game, so please put him in. Very smart. And, and you know he what? He got, 20, he got $20 million from the Falcons. <laughs> you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility that Taylor Heineke wins that job over Desmond Ritter. 
It's not, but it's I not think crazy. That'd be a, at that point, you are done with Desmond Ritter. I'm a yep. firm believer, and the same thing goes with Sam Howell. Effectively, Drew Locke's starting career was ended when the Denver Broncos chose Teddy Bridgewater over him. Yes. In that scenario, in that instance, you have to give it to the young guy first because if you take him off, you're essentially saying you're a backup and you're not going to get reps and you're going to lose all this time. you got to give it to the young guy over the old guy, and if the young guy doesn't work, well, you have with the old guy. That, that has to be the way that it's done in Atlanta. That has to be the way it's done in Washington and a couple of other places around the NFL. But those two in particular, you have to give it to the young guy before you, you pull him for the old man. You know, Daniel Jones and the Giants are on this too as, you know, question marks and intrigue. And Giants were 9-7-1 nine and seven, nine, seven and one last year. Surprising everybody. Yeah. Daniel Jones, we saw the best, saw him play the best he's ever played. And really, it wasn't even like he put up big numbers. It was just that he looked like a more consistent quarterback out there under Brian Dable. Right. That is really where the question... Well, there's actually a question that leads to his question. And it's, will you have Saquon Barkley in the backfield week one? That's the question. Because if you have that, then Daniel Jones looks like a better quarterback. Then he's able to hand the ball off more. They can kind of tailor the offense continually around him to where it worked for him last year. But let's just say something crazy happens. Saquon Barkley's not there. Giants are in big trouble. They are in huge trouble. Saquon Barkley is, he is a man on a mission right now. It's He's doing leg day every day. I don't know if you've seen it on Instagram and maybe threads too. Oh, God. His legs are already big enough. Hey, you like, can't, it always got to be bigger, I my mean, friend. Same, always got to be bigger. Same leg for the rest of us. I mean, geez, <laughs> Louise. This dude's quads basically have their own separate zip codes. <laughs> Lord have mercy. I, what was I going to say? I don't I, know. You I got thought, distracted by his legs. I got, he, he, it happens, you know? They, dragged me in um it was something about his, his contract so he's doing he's on a noble mission he's gonna fail unfortunately he, he's gonna fail in some capacity yep he's been very honest in saying that i'm not trying to reset the market i just want security yeah which is like a reasonable request yes it like is. I, I if you just give me 10 million dollars every single year I'd, I'd love to come back and play for you guys if the management gets in the way of the football people, and they say, we're going to make you hold out, do it, we're going to call you a bluff, they are going to learn very quickly that's a bad move. That's a bad move. Daniel Jones, like Saquon had the best year of his career last year, and I don't think it's a coincidence that Daniel Jones and him had that together. That that They went hand-in-hand. Now, Brian Dable, of course, a great coach, and there were some things in late-game scenarios that he did better than nearly everybody in the NFL, and you can't account for that. But you got to have Saquon Barkley back. You have to have Saquon Barkley back, and you got to pray and hope that Darren Waller is healthy for the entirety of the season. I mean, yeah, Daniel Jones got paid off of what he did last year. A lot of money. A lot of money, $40 million a year, but it's also not a really long-term, hamstrung-type deal. So the Giants can get out of it relatively quickly. I mean, once Burrow and Herbert get their new contracts, that Daniel Jones contract is going to be chump change. This is always that way. Years ago, I remember when people were freaking out that Eli Manning was going to be the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. That lasted one season. One season. One season. Like, it's just, it gets to the point now where the value of quarterbacks is just so high that it's not going to make any sense compared to the rest of the market. It's just going to be next guy up, and that's just how the business is. Unless at this point now, you know, I mean, Patrick Mahomes kind of changed things a little you bit. You see that uh, big building there in uh, Vegas? Which, which they're showing, big building? They're showing, showing the, lots of big buildings. The white building that was right in the middle. Oh, yeah. The, the uh, Strat. Yeah. Uh, that's the building I jumped off of in Las Vegas. Oh, you did like a ba- – was it like a bungee jumping thing? Uh, or base jump? It was more of like a base jump kind of thing. You were hooked, but it wasn't a bungee. They had like okay. some hydraulics in it. But, yeah, you jumped off of that. You It was very high. It was yeah. Very high. In the sky. Yeah, that was uh, 
That just uh, looked very high. Uh, the jump, it wasn't from the top to the bottom. It was from the top to like an elevated surface. That was uh, 866 feet. Damn. Yeah, it was sick. Okay. I don't know. Are you an adrenaline junkie guy? I mean, like, I've done rappelling, whitewater rafting, that like that kind of stuff. I've never done any base jumping or skydiving. Yeah. I've never done skydiving. It was for a bachelor party, uh-huh. and the, the dad was like, he basically guilted everybody into doing it. Like, you're here for my son's bachelor party. You're not going to jump off the Why won't you do him? whatever I ask here? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on. And then he was, uh, he was, the dad was awesome, by the way. Um, but he was like, yeah, I've done this. will be my third time. And they're like, all right. If this dude's doing this three times, yeah. I'm gonna do it once. Like I'm a, I'm, I'm gonna do it once. So I did. It was sick. You like literally eye to eye with planes. It was like, oh, very wow. surreal because the airport's right in Vegas. Is like right yeah, yeah, there. it's right there, like right off the strip. So, so I guess that would make sense where that building's located. Like that waving you're... to pilots. Yeah, they're showing it on on the other end, the summer league game right there. Yeah, yeah it's it's huge. It was sick. Ten I mean, of ten would recommend. Uh, would recommend. Yeah. Well, be back there next year. So twice because we do, got the Super Bowl and the draft. So we got. Uh, Trista coming up in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Do you think she can get over there fast enough to do the call as she jumps from the strap? There is 0% chance 0%. and not enough money in the world, I think, that would get her to do that. But All we right. can ask. We'll ask her. We can ask just in case. We'll ask her. Just in case. Uh, we got a couple minutes here. Tua was one of the other quarterbacks we're talking about like intrigue with question marks. To me, that's it, it's not even intrigue. We know what Tua can be if he's healthy. And that's really good. And it's really good. And that really offense good. can be really good. The question mark is simply just about health. Like some of these other guys, there's other things, right? We talked about Aaron Rodgers yesterday and new offense, but kind of new offense, different receivers, just, just maybe a factor of gelling, right? Daniel Jones, it's got you. It's, it's kind of more about who else is around him at that point. Deshaun Watson, it's does he look like Deshaun Watson again? Russell Wilson, you're out on. I'm not ready to be out on yet. But Tua, it's just please don't get a concussion because it's yeah. damn scary. And if this guy can stay healthy, finally put a full season together, we could see a really, really good run by the Dolphins. With the, with the weapons that he has, I mean, you're thinking potentially 5,000 yards. Yeah. If you play the entirety of the season with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, with Mike McDaniel, the genius that he is as an offensive mind, if he's calling the shots and you are healthy, you're going 5,000 yards, and you're probably flirting with 35, 36 touchdown passes. Like, it really is going to look easy for the guy. And I don't think that's – I know people are going to say that Tua is only doing that because of Mike McDaniel's offense. I do think that Tua is actually talented. What Mike McDaniel is doing that the first coaching staff he was with in Miami is not doing is playing to his strengths, which is a really crazy phenomenon if you think about it, like actually doing the things that your guy's good at instead of trying to shove the triangle into the square. Right. I – one thing that drives me nuts is when coaches don't like it, tailor your offense to the talent you have there. Right. D- that is that's what you need to do. That is the easiest way to have success. Please don't do league. it the other way around. Don't but, force guys to not be who they are. And they do it year in and year you see, out. How many times have we seen that in the NBA over the years where guys that can't shoot threes try to be three-point shooters? John Wall loved that. He loved We're like, no, this that. is not going to work. Didn't work. Joel Embiid loves it now. Yep. There's always somebody. All right. Uh, I guess we'll get a little more of these, too. We can. It's Ben MGM the night.